everybody, this is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Paper Outpost podcast, and we are hanging out today in the living room. I got Sonny snuggled up in my robe right here with me. He's laying on my chest. We are, we birdies are in the kitchen doing a Twitter fest. Um, You may hear intermittent. There we go. There we go. (laughs) The chorus starts up as mama starts talking, and... um, So yeah, I hope everybody's having a dandy day. I hope you're uh, having fun with your papers, relaxing into them, unwinding, doing whatever you're doing, having fun. Um, So today's topic is for those who are still sheepish about embracing the sewing machine. Um, One thing I'd like to say is that it's only a tool, just like scissors, just like uh, crocodile big bite two or crocodile two big bite puncher just like an awl or a pokey tool or a needle or anything else it's an instrument to make your life hopefully easier now okay um i was very much intimidated by the sewing machine myself and i haven't been doing a lot of sewing lately but i think i'm going to incorporate a little bit more sewing coming up just so you can see what you can add to a junk journal and how it can Give it an extra flair, level it up a little bit, give it an extra feel, an extra texture, um, a dramatic different look. Um, Sometimes one stitched line on a page can add such a level of drama or intrigue. It just takes the perceiver to a completely different place. Um, And it also uh, opens up a door for you to have more fun and another way to enjoy making your junk journals. Now I totally get it and completely understand if you feel you're not one of these sewing machine people because I personally felt that way for a very, very long time. I was frankly terrified of the device. I had a very bad experience in home economics in grade seven and eight when I tried to make an apron and a pair of gauchos. Let me tell you, they didn't go well. They were horrid. I gave up halfway through the, I thought nothing could be easier than an apron. I was so confused and um, everything seemed very complicated. And what I want to remove is that feeling of complication. And often the solution to the feelings of complication is you're never alone with your sewing machine as long as you have YouTube because somewhere out there somebody struggled at the same point with the same sewing machine and they said to themselves, I need to make a video of this so I can show people how to get past this one little stumbling part. Uh, It can be simple things like how to thread the bobbin. That had me baffled for a long time until I watched the video and I realized, oh, it's not that hard. And I did exactly what they did and it worked. And then I got past that stumbling point. So then I was on to the next. Um, Threading the machine. Okay, again, thought I could do it on my own. Decided to watch a video just in case. And I was glad I did. Um, another daunting thing about the sewing machine for a complete novice is there can be a lot of buttons. You know what I mean? There's a tension and there's, you know, length and there's um, all the different types of uh, stitch designs that you can select from. But um, that can be very intimidating, a lot of buttons. Even if you have a very basic machine, it seems to have a lot of buttons. Um You can take that very slowly and in time and understand what each button means with one little video here and one little video there. And often, the way I learned what the buttons meant 
were by, was by when I would have a problem or an issue or a challenge or a, something would happen and my machine wouldn't do what I wanted to do. I, I watched a video and I saw I needed an adjustment on one of the buttons. I learned funny little things along the way, like the thickness of the thread on top in the spool should sort of match the thickness of the thread on the bottom. Things flow nicer. I didn't know that in the beginning. I didn't understand the, be- the difference between plastic bobbins and metal bobbins. I thought metal bobbins were better because they were metal bobbins. Who wouldn't want a metal thing over a plastic thing? It just seems more hardy and strong. And then I found out that maybe the plastic ones are more... Um, the machines like them better and sometimes the metal ones don't fit exactly right because they may be not right for your machine. So there were a lot of these like little incidents we should say. But I, I, I promise you if you stick with it, if you watch a video or two on your make and model and there are plenty out there, you're going to get the best bird's eye view of somebody showing you how to walk through that little stumbling block. And then you're going to be off and running to creating beautiful pages, beautiful sewn pages, beautiful sewn elements, um, uh, beautiful pockets. You can sew around the pockets. You can sew down the middles of the pockets and make designs. You can, yo, you can have so much fun. It really just opens up worlds. And honestly, I mean, I rarely go beyond using the straight stitch or the zigzag stitch. Those are probably 98% of what I use. So you don't need a machine with a lot of fancy gizmos. You don't need to use your grandma's expensive quilting machine. Um, it can be, be a very basic sewing machine. Another thing, uh, a learning curve thing I had to learn, I had to learn, was um, how much darn material and paper could I shove under that foot and still sew? And that's kind of a, a learning process. You can get very thin things through very easily. Uh, you can get some thicker things through very easily. But there comes a point where you just can't get that thing through. And then you learn what that point is. And then you start to know, okay, I can get this much through and under, and it will sew. It won't choke on me. It won't all ball up and get all upset on the other side, that type of stuff. And then there's the, what if I have to turn the piece around and it won't fit through the hole on the right side where the arm is? There's that. Well, the nice thing about paper and fabric, it can often be folded or curled up so you can get things through there. But if you're working on um, paper in a hard book cover that already, like let's say your pages are placed in your signatures and your signatures are sewn into your spine. Um, you can sew down the um, right side of a page. And uh, if your book and everything is on the left, um, now if you want to turn it around or get on the other side, sometimes you have to flip the entire piece over. So that means that your top and your bottom threads probably need to match or just be okay with them looking different as they come out on the other side. I've experienced that too, that little thing. Then there is the, this should be the foibles and how to get over past them sewing machine thoughts and ideas, tips and ideas list. Um, Then there's what I call the vacuous hole. Yes, there is this When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply area underneath the foot plate foot thing the foot 
that you have to get at. It's like you got to turn your machine off. Don't get in there or do anything until you turn your machine off. But you got to take off these plates. Not always easy. They, they, sometimes you need a little screwdriver or a butter knife or a nickel or a dime or something to get those little screws undone. But sometimes they just pop out. It depends on your machine. But you get those out and then you look down in that hole and then you gasp because you had no idea how much lint and fluff buildup was occurring down there. Me, I ignored it. I ignored it for a long I didn't know. No, I didn't know because I didn't read the manual. And I did. I kept the manual for a long time until I finally threw it out because I decided it was taking up too much space in my craft room. <laughs> but, but you know what? I, I thought to myself, if I really need something, I'll just YouTube it. I'll look it up there because then I'll get the answer right away. And it turned out, yes, it is a good idea to clean out, vacuum out, or put some like scotch tape on your hand, wrap it around a bunch of times so the sticky tape is facing out, and then kind of stick that down there and try and pick up all that lint and everything. You can get a tiny little vacuum to suck that out too. And every once in a while, again, I learned the hard way, it's a good idea to take your sewing machine into one of those sewing machine places. You know those little odd places you see, like we fix sewing machines and vacuums. Places like that are usually little mom and pop shops. Um, I don't know if the Joann's crafts like sewing stores and stuff do that service they might but um, I have a little mom and pop shop here and I took it in and um, I remember the guy saying um, you know I can fix this for you but I got a couple of machines here he was trying to sell me some machines um, you know they're used but that you could really upgrade your machine um, for not much more than it's gonna cost you to fix it but um, I told him I sew primarily paper sometimes fabric he didn't he looked kind of funny when I said I sew paper um, I don't think he knew what a junk journal was. That's okay. Um, but uh, I really felt happy with the machine I had because I felt a level of comfort with it. And I really didn't want to lose that. It's like switching from an iPhone to an Android or switching from a PC to a Mac. You know when you're in your happy place, you finally figured out where all the buttons go, where everything is supposed to be when you need to move something. It's right there. And then you switch to something new and you can't find how to go back on a page, something like that, something very simple. You can sit there for an hour trying to figure out how to go back a page. Um, your fingers and your brain just don't work until they morph into learning the new system. So, I, you know, I said, um, I said to my husband, I'm, I cannot go back to the iPhone. I have now learned the Android and I don't ever want to change again because it's just easier for me. And that was such a big relief. It really was. It was just like, okay, I know where my buttons are. Um, I know a couple fun tips that if you're looking for an inexpensive machine, a lot of the Goodwills and places like that do carry very inexpensive, very decent sewing machines. Um, if you're looking for a paper crafting machine, um, they're 20 bucks at my Goodwill last time I checked. And I did talk to the owner, not the owner, the manager, and he said, we do test them before we put them out. So I thought that was worth the risk of $20. Um, now, I have not purchased one there because I already bought mine at Walmart. They were having a special. I think I paid 100 175 something like that for um, a brother machine. And it works fine. It, it works totally fine. Um, I have had, uh, it does, yes. I've experienced everything that can go wrong. And I've fuddled my way through it. I keep thinking, okay, Calm down, relax. There's a way through this. Many, many have come before you and faced this exact circumstance. And um, feel free, you know, a great place to post your questions and that about um, like little things where you get stuck in the 
sewing machine nightmare land is maybe on a, a Facebook group or something that there be, might be quick fixes or just post your question in YouTube and somebody will have the answer in a video form. Um, it'll get you past that little stumbling block. Um, I've also learned that vintage or older threads can break apart very easily because they start, start to disintegrate. Not all of them, but some of them. So when you, if you buy old threads from a bob, like spools of thread from thrift stores, I recommend that you give them a good yank. You know, pull out some thread and give it a yank before you uh, commit to sewing with it because they can just constantly break and ball up and knot on you. And sometimes that's just the problem. It's not your sewing technique. It's not the machine. It's a, an inadequate thread. So don't throw that thread out though. We'll have other, other purposes for that, that for thread. We can make bird's nests and do all sorts of fun things. And sometimes you can hand sew with it too because it's not as strong and pulling. But if you've got a breaking thread, you have to really ask yourself, do I want to use this as a strength or a support? Or is it just adding design and it's not a big deal? Um, if it's strength and support, don't use it for that. Just move on, get another spool of thread. They're out there, it's okay. Um, another little cheater trick you can do is you can get the um, pre-wound pre bobbins. That's a cool thing. Um, because you don't have to do any of the work. You just buy them. You can buy them in all black, all white, all brown, multicolors. You can buy them on Amazon or eBay or Etsy. That's kind of fun way to skip that whole part of it. You know, you don't have to learn how to thread the bobbin. Or not, what do I say thread the bobbin? I mean like fill the bobbin. That's what I mean. Threading the bobbin, that's a different thing. That, that's a good YouTube video thing to watch, how to get that little upper string to connect with the lower string so that the little marriage is happy and then we can sew. Yes. Um, yes. So um, I'm trying to think of other things that, oh, there's usually a little secret spot on your sewing machine to store little extra supplies. And mine comes wrapped around the arm part and I pull it off and there's like a little secret compartment in there that you can store extra feet. I, I, I don't know if the plural is feet, sometimes it's foots, um, but uh, you can store extra threads, you can so, store a little, one of those little helpers sewing, the, like threading the needle thingies. My machine comes with, a, it's not an automatic, but it's a manual needle threader, and um, that thing works great until it doesn't, and then you figure out how to fix it, and it's usually just a matter of moving the little, little tiny metal wispy things a little, like millimeter to the right or a little millimeter to the left with a, a tweezer. That's probably bad advice, but that's how I do it, um, and it seemed to get me out of quite a few little pinches, so I kind of roll with that. Um, it doesn't happen very often. Oh, here's another thing that happens sometimes. You're sewing along, sewing along. Everything's dandy, everything. All of a sudden, your needle falls out of its little house. And I'm thinking, what, what, what caused that, you know? I guess maybe the vibration of the machine or, or maybe the little screw wasn't tight enough. But that, that happens. Don't be surprised if it happens. Um, just turn off your machine, take your piece out, cut the strings, and disassemble where the needle is and then put it back in there and just tighten the screw again make sure it's in its happy place make sure the needle is oriented correctly uh, pointy pointy part down and then make sure it's like rotated in the correct position usually it'll have an indicator um, what is to go to the back or and uh, so that you could slide it in and it'll be the right position um, let's see then there's uh, what else I was going to tell you um, 
sewing with glue. Okay. I glue a lot of things and I glue things to sometimes place things in place. And then I think, oh, it would be nice to sew this. So as the glue is still wet, I go over there and I maybe sew around a pocket. And sometimes my needle or the foot or the underplate under the foot gets a little bit sticky from the glue. I recommend turning off your machine and then getting a baby wipe or some acetone or some rubbing alcohol and cleaning those elements because it, that's going to cause traction on your pieces if you keep sewing with gluey pieces and it's going to um, bunch things up and you won't you won't be a happy camper. Um, if you remove the glue, you should be fine. Everything should be sailing again. And see, some people refuse to sew through glue, whether it's wet or dry, and that's fine. But just know, if it happens, it's okay, and there is a way through it, and there is a way around it. Um, I'm, I'm hoping this isn't sounding too overwhelming to those of you who are sheepish about entering the sewing machine world because I really want you to know that it can add a whole new world to your junk journal experience. There is so much fun that you can have on a cover. Um, what you can do is you can take some material and sew plain material, maybe some bedsheet or linen or some muslin or something like that, and sew all around it beautiful designs, uh, pretty leaf designs. I mean, you can do all sorts of fun things, pretty patterns, quilted designs, and then you can mount that onto a book cover or you can create a book cover to go inside of this. You can make it up like almost like a pillowcase or a pocketed thing that you can um, pop your cover into. I mean, and it really does create so many fun things. For snippet rolls, for example, the sewing machine is a beautiful thing because you can layer down little pieces of random scraps onto maybe one long strip of fabric or one long strip of paper, and you can just happily sew all the way down, maybe once, maybe twice, maybe thrice, thri I can't do it, three times. And um, it can look really cool. Things are very well anchored. You don't have to worry about things coming apart or popping off. You don't have to use glue. Um, I rarely use pins, but you can if you need to anchor things. They have these cute little clip things now, which are sort of taking the place of a lot of pins. Those are very handy, very easy to use. You don't stick your fingers. Um, I use those sometimes when I'm trying to anchor a few things, bigger pieces here and there, wanting to make sure that corners line up, things like that. They do, that is the valuable and useful thing to do. You'll find it when you sew a few pieces and you'll, you'll realize you think you're sewing straight, but you're not and things come out. Uh, cockeyed at the other end and you have no idea why because in your mind everything was fine there was no problem you put the pieces down like they should be but the push of the fabric going through and maybe residual glue maybe pulling too hard on the back maybe pushing too hard from the front maybe you're not supposed to do that at all and you're supposed to let the machine just feed things through naturally what if there was a curve or a torque or a twist in the fabric as you're sewing you didn't realize it what if there was a little extra fold underneath and you didn't realize it these things happen it's all okay you know why because there's the great thing called the seam ripper yep everybody ought to have one of those they usually come in sewing packets or sewing kits or something maybe you'll get lucky and one will come with your sewing machine because they know they know why because they've been there they know they've been there and they say to themselves, you're going to need one of these because sometimes you'll t sew something and you'll, and you'll say to yourself, no, no, this did not go as planned. We need to undo this. And that little seam ripper works really well. Now, I do highly recommend watching a short video and they're very short on how to correctly use a seam ripper because you can make your life so much easier if you use it the right way. It'll just be like, 
if you do it the other way, it'll be like, and you'll be there for a long time. But if you do the way, you are so happy you discovered that little tool, you'll be you know, like painting little smiley faces on the side of that little, little seam ripper. So those are the tips and tricks for embracing the fun that the sewing machine, which is just a mere tool, and many people have gone before you to use it, and it's okay. It's okay. Maybe this is your year for the sewing machine. I invite you to embrace it, give it a consider, give it a try, and let's see where it can take us this year in our junk journals. Take care, everyone. You have a beautiful and blessed and happy crafty day, and remember, create with reckless abandon. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs>